three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. <clears throat> good evening, everybody. Well, good morning, actually, in this case. It's, uh, yeah, dude, in the morning, man. And I got, I got a rare Friday off, which, holy crap, celebrate. I am. Um, good times, come on. Dude, seriously, man. I, <laughs> dude, I woke up this morning, I was like, oh, thank God I'm off today. But this is your humble host, Hunter, here. This is The Real Pineapple. And uh, I am joined by a fellow podcaster, contributor, Content creator, uh, generous lover, uh, <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> uh, a uh, a jack of all trades, uh, if you will. You can catch him on his podcast on the fly of KJ and OJ on SoundCloud. Uh, OJ, good to have you, sir. Hey, good to be back. How you doing, man? Oh, you know, I got my coffee and I'm a little high, so I'm good. Oh yeah, dude. Right. I I will say I am not a coffee drinker. I do prefer tea. Uh, but, dude, Dutch Bros, man. Dutch Bros has some good stuff. Yeah, man, this has a little extra kick to it, so I'm all about it, man. Oh, uh, what, what is it that you got? The 911. Okay, nice, yeah. Because in case of emergency, break glass. There you go. <laughs> That's it's a fair call. Um, uh, yeah, good to be back, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, dude, anytime, man. Um, so we're reviewing... I'm dressing all black today because we are... Uh, we are in mourning because we're reviewing Terminator Dark Fate, and this should be the funeral... <laughs> For this franchise, because yeah, dude, I I I remember I told you, man, I was getting the Alien Covenant vibes from that trailer, and I was real concerned. Head, I in. told you I was concerned too, yeah. man. Like I was not, I was not digging what I saw in any of the trailers, man. And I remember you actually said because uh, we we saw this together last uh, last Thursday. And uh, just a quick little, uh, a quick sidebar, if you wouldn't mind. A uh, couple weeks, uh, it's been about uh, like a week and a half, maybe two weeks-ish since we've, uh, I've had a review up because I got hit with the uh, classic winter one-two combo. I went ahead and uh, got uh, the flu because we work in an office and, you know, it's it's like The Walking Dead. When a person gets infected, it's just a matter of time till it's you too. Uh, it, and then I went to this open mic night for my amazing friend, Caitlin, who killed it on her poem, a shout out to Caitlin. And I got this food truck cause I was like, you know, I'm hungry, been, been had a couple beers. Oh, pizza sounds delicious. And I got this, uh, pepperoni pizza and then I got food poisoning <laughs> last week. So I was like, it's, it's been a rough three weeks. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll, that'll do it, man. And, and food, po- like I can hit, like the flu is not great, but food poisoning is worse because you feel nauseous. You know what I mean? It's like your stomach's on a roller coaster. So uh, I'm I'm about a hundred percent, thank God. So uh, uh, I don't. Uh, there we go. Knock on wood that uh, er, er, that moving forward for us the years we had in the Oscar season, we should be uh, good as far as uh, uh, content every week. So all right, just get out of the way. Uh, Last quick thing I'm going to bring up, uh, T.I., you're a terrible person. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why yeah. are you? And I don't want to spend too much time on this, but we, we talked about it off mic. He talked about how he has his daughter uh, who's 18, I want to say. Yeah, she's 18. 18 now. Yeah, and, and how he still uh, uh, still checks to make sure that she's a virgin by having her, uh, her, uh, her hymen checked. And... 
I gotta be honest, dude. I I, I had to make sure I wasn't reading The Onion. Because I was like, there's no way that someone would be, A, dumb enough to do this in general. Or, B, dumb enough to say it on a podcast. With two women hosting it, might I add. So, before I get to him... I gotta be real, man. The people who host the podcast, if I'm a woman hosting that podcast, that is a perfect opportunity to go, um, excuse me? But they, like, laughed, like, ha ah, that's so funny. It's like, like, ah, you crazy. It's like, no, you're a fucking asshole. Why would you not check him on that? Like, I mean, you're a content creator. Tell me if you think I'm full of shit, but I, like, and I'm sure they were just like, oh my god, we got TI for our podcast. But if you say something that insane... Wouldn't you think someone would say, like, one of them would spoke up? Well, I, I don't... <coughs> I guess the big question is, is how was the response to that? Um, I don't know if they said anything. I just know the big hullabaloo has been the fact that uh, T.I. went through these great lengths in very... See, to say concerning is an understatement. Yeah. Alarming fashion, I guess is the better word to say. And, uh, yeah, T.I., um... That sucks, bro. It, it, it really, really does. does. And, and I, I say that in a very half-sarcastic sense, in the sense that, like, goddamn, dude, that's fucked up. You should be ashamed of yourself and like, damn, man, I like you. But, yeah. Damn. No, I, the, the, I have so much T.I. music on my phone. I went to go, like, so I went, I hit shuffle, and a T.I. song came on, and I was like, nope, can't listen to it. Like, can't, can't do it, man. Yeah. Like, right now, I'm just like, dude, you... you and the thing is, there's not been, like, th- if I'm this publicist, I'm like, God damn it, dude. Like, th- this is one of those, like, break emergency glass. You need to come out and fucking apologize like a motherfucker. You need to do a fucking press tour. Seriously. Because the fact that he has not apologized, because Twitter, shockingly, has not been kind to the fact that he not at all. is being very uh, controlling about his daughter. Yeah. His adult daughter, might we add, and... It just, come on, Ti, like, 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 come on, dude. And I gotta call out his, uh, I gotta call his inner circle to a point too, because I highly doubt that there was no point where this can't, this, there's no way this didn't come up at some point in conversation. Yeah, I get that. Like, through either, like, even as like wacky as it is, and he may even know it's wacky. Like, I could see him like spilling this kind of thing when he's had a few too many. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't know, man, but yeah, he's... Ugh. So yeah, T.I. dude, you gotta do better, man. And actually let your adult daughter be a fucking adult. And pressuring her into signing away uh, her rights so you can see like her medical records and shit. Um, that's some single white female shit, man. That is some, like, like yeah, dude. I, I, I was real disappointed, man. I mean, but, you know, he did do Chris' song with Chris Brown, so why am I surprised, but... Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, but... Sorry, I I heard about that, I went, I gotta bring that up, because that's just, that's absurd to me. So, I will say, uh, the women in this movie do get, uh, do get uh, better treatment, that's hard, uh, in, in this movie. So, I'm gonna start off this movie, uh, start off by talking about who shouldn't, who won't like this movie. So I think if you're one of those guys who is hating this, quote, girl power movement, unquote, you know, if you like those people who hated Captain Marvel because you're like, ah, it's a girl saving the world, brr, like, you can't save the kitchen or some shit like that, or if you hated Wonder Woman, I think this will be, because this is a very female-centric, female, uh, very female 
uh, focus film. Yep. Uh, so I don't think you'll like it if you're one of those guys. Technically, it's solely female focused. Yeah, really. Because the two main men are fucking machines. Yeah, and, and you don't get Schwarzenegger till like the last third or right yeah. before the, the the final act. Uh, two, if you hate Mexicans, you will hate this because there are there are Mexicans everywhere. And if you're a you're a Fox News like you like you contribute to Fox News or you, you think Fox News is always telling you the truth, I think it'll be the most terrifying thing you've ever seen. Because <laughs> I know Fox News always tells you that Mexicans are coming for your jobs and oh man, your your wife's outside gardening. Ah, Mexican, like you know, like. <laughs> You know the way that Fox News tells it. You know if they're with their crazy graphics, you know, they, they love those. Yes, but they do. but I will say, man, uh, uh, the T one thousand in here, or or, or as a Fox News probably call him the T one thousand. What exactly is he again? It's, it's something like, weird. It's like T eight hundred X or some shit like that, it's, or like one thousand X something like that. I can't remember. Mega Man X, right? Like, Dude, at this point. <laughs> They it, might as well, it, it might as well be. You know what? They might as well introduce Mega Man. Actually, that might save the franchise. <laughs> they introduce Mega Man. But, uh, so I would love to see an animated Mega Man, uh, Mega Man movie. Oh, I would that too. That would be badass, dude. Yeah, I would be totally down for that. But, but James Cameron is back for the first time since T2. And I will say, I didn't watch T2 going into this. You did. I, I literally, just for context, guys, I finished T2 like... Sarah Connor gives her last line with the the road shot, right? Yeah. As soon as the music kicked on, I turned that shit off, ran down to the theater. You were already sitting there. I still got a snack and a drink. I sat down during uh, trailers. Yeah. And and barely made it. So this movie was so fresh in my mind. Yeah. And I'll be honest, dude. I haven't watched. T- I haven't watched T two in probably about f- like three months, and. I, I still hated this. <laughs> like when when people were saying it's the best sequel since. So this is what's interesting. It's called Rev Nine. Rev Nine. Okay. Yeah. So I how do I put this? Some people might say this is the best Terminator since Judgment Day, but somehow this is still my least favorite Terminator sequel. If that makes sense. Uh yeah. Because there are just points in this movie where. Where OJ and I just looked at each other and we're like, dude, like, really? OJ was damn near, like, you were like one of the girls that sucker punched being like, shocked. You are like, ah! There <laughs> were points where you were losing it. But, but I, full disclosure, that last 30 minutes, OJ will tell you, I was squirming on that seat. I was like, face palming it. I'm like, guys, you cannot be this. So we both... I'm really happy we're there for each other. <laughs> right, right. Because there are these pockets where we were both just like, how is this, how did someone put this on film and go, yep, totally works. Like, roll it out to the masses. <laughs> because, and I'll say it right now, if you think this is better than Joker, you're you're an idiot and I never want, like, you need to tell me if you think this is better than Joker because I never want to talk to you about film again. Yeah. <laughs> because I can always put an asterisk by what you think about a movie and go, oh yeah, you're the guy who thought this was better than Joker. Cool. And I can get a giant grain of salt to take your opinion away because I think I leaned over to you during this. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the exact scene. I want to say it's when they introduced Arnold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Like with, with current Arnold. Yes. Because there's the opening of the movie as well, which... 
Yeah. So let, let's let's jump to that real quick. So the opening of the movie is, and I, I'll give him props, man. The de aging on on the Lionel Hamilton for Sarah for her Sarah Connor part there was fucking surreal. I was like, yeah. whoa, okay. And then I'm, that may be the best de aging I've seen. It, it might be, man. Like I was like, oh wow, like it actually caught me off guard. I went, oh, they filmed something right after T two. I'm like, nah, this is de aging, and it looks uh, pristine. Um, and then uh, uh, John Connor, and I'm blanking on dude who plays his name. Eddie Furlong. Thank you. And I will say... His de-aging look, like, I it, mean, the, with how they put him together yeah. for being still younger. Oh, no, it looked great. It looked really good. Here's what's frustrating. Uh, this is Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom all over again because they say, Hey, John Connor's back, and he's back for about one minute. Yeah. Because he gets killed by... Another T-800, mm-hmm. which, and this is where the movie from Jump, I went, oh, man, like, oh. I, I whispered over to OJ, I was like, I got a bad feeling about this, because yeah. we're five minutes in this movie, and Sarah Sarah and John just went through this whole thing with uh, Schwarzenegger's other T-800, uh, they, you know, they get through... Uh, the, the war, they prevent Judgment Day and all that. And this it's, is set a year, this particular scene's a year after what Judgment Day should have been on. Correct. And they're in the tropics somewhere? Yeah, yeah some tropical island. And it snaps that movie out of existence and out of relevance in about five minutes. I just went, cool. This is It's an Alien 3, honestly. And I just went, okay. Like, I, don't, I don't know if I think that's fair, man. Please, I please. Don't, I don't hate Alien 3. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying it's great. I'm not saying... Okay, I think it's way better than 4. I agree with that. And I think it's better than both Alien vs. Predator movies. I agree with that. Um, I, I would choose to see... Like, I'd watch Alien 3 over this oh, in a heartbeat. I'm just saying, though, as far as, like, really taking the first two movies and really putting a giant, like, dent in them as far as an opening scene, that that's what... It, this, right. made me, this, what this is what made me... That, that this is what made me think okay. of that. I still would watch the shit out of Alien Three over this. Do not misunderstand. Yeah. But as far as like, I remember the first time I saw Alien Three, and I went, "Huh, all right." Like, I'm not thrilled with that decision from Jump. But at least Alien Three had a couple pockets. Where I went, oh, "Okay, this." And I'll be curious to kind of pick your brain on this. There was so little I liked in this movie. And I'm actually more upset the more I think about it after a week because I we reviewed this for, for your channel, but just looking back on the experience, man, uh, yeah, I just I don't want any more of these. I really don't. And they clearly set this up for a new trilogy. So basically, uh, you know, Skynet Skynet is prevented. Uh, and I think that's what kind of bothers me more is that they, if there's any chance to go a different route from what they did on the prior films, they gave themselves an out here. But then they just go, well, it's not Skynet, it's called Legion. Legion. And so I'm like, you're in the same basically time paradox that you gave yourself an out to escape from. So what's the fucking point of you even doing what you did to start off this fucking movie? It's like, why... Like it, 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 and when I started putting that logic to it, I went, "Oh wow, this movie really is pointless," and I kind, it, it shouldn't exist. Um, Linda Hamilton being back, I, I will say, that's my favorite part about this movie, because she was always missing from the sequels. Uh, her and James Cameron were married, right? Yep. 
And she, she he cheated on her with Kate Winslet. Yep, on the set of Titanic. Yeah, well, and I, I so I'm gonna throw this out there right now. I guess the marriage sank too. <laughs> Terminated the marriage. Yeah. So I gotta say this about James Cameron. He is fascinating to me because there is there are several James Cameron movies I just I, I adore. Um, he was a producer on Alita, and I love that film. Yeah, I know you love that film. Uh. I'm he. I enjoy it. I, I don't love it, but I enjoy the hell out of it. Um, uh, I think about you know how he worked on Lita. Uh, I get why people. Actually, that that's that's a lot. I really like. I I understand visually why people like Avatar. The story for me, outside of Stephen Lang, I just I, I don't get it. I think um, what's his name, Sam Worthington, is just like. He, he's like, he's the color beige if it could be a person. Like, he's so bland to me, it drives me nuts. So I th- Go ahead. No, 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 I just wanted to say, like, because I, I do really much enjoy Avatar. I don't love it. I don't think it's the best film ever made. But I want to say that the Sam Worthington thing, yeah. at least he's blue most of the time. <laughs> so, I mean, you don't have to see, like, you'll probably see better expressions that way in the CGI than his actual face. That's probably true, actually. Um, I, I really love Stephen Lang in it. I, I love too. the visuals. I love the score. It's one of James Horner's last big flicks because he died a couple years ago in a plane crash. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite composers. He's an amazing film. He's an amazing composer. Uh, did Star Trek 2, which I is, I think, the best Star Trek score and all of that. Like, oh, so good. But anyway, um, the... How do I put it? I don't care that it's Dances with Smurfs. Yeah. I saw it in 3D in theater and it blew my mind. And Sigourney Weaver is amazing in it. She covers a lot of sins in that movie. Yep. I fully acknowledge that. So I I don't hate on this film. I personally enjoy it for all of those various reasons. And I don't stand in the corner that it's like such a ground... Like if... Like st- groundbreaking story-wise though. I completely... Acknowledge what it's from. Here, here's the thing. I give a credit for visual aspect because even watch because I did not see it in theaters. And I always point that out. Uh, that was actually the that was the third Blu-ray we ever owned because first one was 300, then Batman Begins. Oh no, it was a fourth one because we owned Max Payne for some reason. Mom, what were you doing? But uh, <laughs> but fuck, I hate Max Payne. But but yeah, I like the fourth Blu-ray we ever owned. And I was like, oh, okay, and I watched it and I was like, yeah, it's Dancing with Smurfs, and I you know, fine, but. I'm, I fully acknowledge visually that it's it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, I will say, dude, between so I I'm a huge fan of the Abyss. I really enjoy that movie. Yeah, and, good movie. And, and between that and Aliens and the first Terminator, which is a very I I think T two is so good. People really do kind of shit on the original Terminator, and I'm a huge fan of the original. Terminator. As am I. Um, it, it it's weird. Dirt. So, sorry, real Dirt. quick. Go. One thing I see in James Cameron's uh, IMDb here, right? Yeah. So you see T2 3D Battle Across Time? Yeah. I saw that. Okay. In uni- was it Universal Studios? Universal Studios. Yeah. And, son of a bitch, man, that's a better sequel than this fucking piece of shit. So Cameron, <laughs> Cameron filmed that okay. with Arnold, with Linda Hamilton, with Ed Furlong, is a, like side thing from Terminator 2 that happens. Interesting. And then okay. back kind of like into it. Okay. Um, the, it's fucking great. It, it's like not like great as in like oh it should be its own movie. Like yeah. it's just a shitload of fun. Because yeah. Cameron again directed it as well. Like he's there on set. So 
Yeah, if you can find a video of that sometime, I suggest watching that. Fair enough. Because, like, 15, 20 minutes, man, is better than this two and a half hour piece of shit. Dude, I remember watching, uh, I, I want to say it was either, I want to say it was Universal Studios I went to uh, in California. Um, no, it was Great America. I think it was Great America. Universal Great America. One of the two. Anyways, but I remember we went and we saw, like, the Terminator, like, uh, live show that they did. And so, like, there's a kid dresses John Connors, a kid dresses Arnold. He shoots down some Terminators, gets on the uh, gets on the bike, rides off, and it's like you're like in an auditorium, and you're like right there, like oh this is great, and I enjoy that way more. Than I do. <laughs> right, I saw an Indiana Jones one like that once. That was nice. a lot of fun. Yeah, I I think the thing that's frustrating is James Cameron. James Cameron talks a lot of shit, and the thing is, when you talk a lot of shit, you gotta be able to back up your shit. And he was talking about like oh you know like I'm you know I'm back to go do this because I'm real passionate about the property. And, man, you want to talk about lip service? Because I-, I didn't feel his passion in this at all. Yeah, his give a shit button was definitely broken, man. And I think what's frustrating, too, uh, again, we were just talking about it. With Alita, it really felt like he wanted to get that off the ground and really yeah. help Robert, Robert Rodriguez out. And, and like I said, I, problems with Alita aside, that is an incredibly, not just visual film, but most of the story beats for me work and at the end of the movie a big thing for me always goes like does this deserve a sequel alita deserves a sequel i don't know if we're getting one but it deserves one uh after the end of this i went i don't want a sequel to this yep. like there's no part of me that wants to see more of what you've set up so you know we talked about john connor dying so the movie focuses of course on linda hampton sarah connor who i will say i did appreciate the fact she's kind of like uh Almost like Bruce Wayne and Batman Beyond. She just kind of accepted, like, the world is shitty, and I kind of just, you know, I'm going to go from, I want to be basically female Russell Crowe fighting around the world. Which would be the only reason I would want a sequel. If you put Lana, Sarah Connor on a boat, she just cut Terminators, fuck yeah. I'm all like, it has to be Tugboat, by the way. That's the, not the wrestler. <laughs> no, you mean the Shockmaster? Yeah, exactly. No, it has to be actual talking Tugboat. But... But Sarah, Little Hampton, she still got it, man. And the last thing I remember seeing her on was Chuck, which was, what, a decade ago, probably? Something like that. Yeah. And I loved her on Chuck. I was like, oh my god, Little Hampton, fuck yeah. And she's still a badass, man. I, I don't know how old Little Hampton is, but she, uh, um, I'll be honest with you, she can still get it. Like you say, yeah. I like, I, yeah, dude, she, she's lovely, uh. 56, so was that? What, 63? Six, six, yeah. Damn. Yeah. She looks good. She, she looks does. Good for six, she looks good for any age, honestly. Uh, she gave. Uh, so you asked about, like, so very few things that you like. Yeah. Um, she gives uh, the one. She gives the one thing, uh, the one bit of uh, dialogue, or uh, the one little speech that made me go, holy shit, I actually feel something. When she's talking to new Sarah Connor, Danny, <laughs> yeah, um, dude, oh. about uh, how she couldn't remember John's, she was starting to forget John's face. Yeah, and that—that's um, the best writing in the movie. It it really is, and, and you know, and as someone who's lost, you know, uh, lost a love, you know, lost someone close to him, you do kind of. And I don't know if everyone has this. I will just say I've had it happen a couple times where you. Or so you see her in that person's voice, and there's that day where you almost have to go back and listen to an old voice message you've had one or recording someone like that because you start you start to forget it. So that really hit. 
that hit me in an uncomfortable spot, but in an effective spot, if that makes yeah, sense. I was absolutely. like, I was like, okay. I was like, I it really feel like there's almost like a, like a punch up rider brought in for that. You know what I mean? Because that's like that stands out to me so much from everything else. It's like, all right. That's, I almost feel like James Cameron himself wrote that. Part. He might have, man. He like maybe he woke up from his you know I don't know whiskey coma or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what James Cameron does. Like, well, isn't he in Australia filming Avatars two and three? Yeah, two two. because he just uh, shot out. Because I know those are actively filming. He just gave a little shout out video from the production from the set of. Okay. Um. So I mean, I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. Like. Like, I, like you were saying, man, there's some stuff of his that I absolutely love. True you, Lies. You, oh my god, I so love that, True Lies. That is his most underrated film for me, is True Lies. Yeah. Because I remember I saw True Lies when I was eight, which I definitely shouldn't have. But after you see Sansa Lambs when you're four, it's kind of like, alright. <laughs> like, like, the wheels are kind of off here. But. So you know what I think would have been fun? Now, I'm not knocking Jamie Lee Curtis. No, no, good. I think it would have been kind of fun, because, you know, Arnold, of course, does, you know... Nannies. Uh, well, okay, that too. <laughs> yeah, but he does. You know, he does this movie again, working with James Cameron. You know, like you know, he's the Harrison Ford to Cameron Spielberg. <laughs> that wow. That yeah. Yeah. That look at you. Make ah, bang. Gum. <laughs> you do this. You must clearly do the podcast, right? <laughs> but um, how? I think the movie would have worked if not maybe a little bit better. If Linda Hamilton was cast in Jamie Lee Curtis's that part. That is an interesting... That's an For in- how True Lies is. Yeah. And for how Linda Hamilton goes from being skittish Sarah Connor in the first Terminator. Yeah. To really getting her bootstraps pulled up. Yeah. To being, in my opinion, the real Terminator in Terminator 2. Because she is like an effective machine in that. Yeah, man. She like she... Oh my god, like... Like, if you go back, because I saw T2 before I ever saw T1. Same. Yeah. And then I was like, really? This is Sarah Connor? Like, when I go back and watch T1 the first time, right? Yeah. Um, And I was like, really? And to see how much of a badass she is in this, it would have been interesting to see her go to not skittish as she is in T1, but to really naive housewife in True Lies. I... I'm just saying, no, I, think that's fair. I think it would have been a great casting thing, and I think it would have been a little wink to yeah. uh, Terminator fans. And, and I will say, to as someone who saw T2 first, you do appreciate T2 more after you see where she was at in T1. Oh, she, absolutely. Because she's like, I, she's damn near a kid in that. Like, yeah. And not even the disparaging way, she just doesn't know what the fuck she's in, you know. And it's put in one of the more shittier situations you could possibly be put in, and they... They try to replicate that with uh, Danny, who's played by uh, Natalia Reyes. And I'm going to tell you right now, dude, she was an anchor around this movie, man. She yeah. was sinking it like a motherfucker for me. Anytime the movie, it's not often, but anytime the movie was trying to get uh, to get some momentum, man, they would cut to her for a line or for a scene, and she just... She's not a good actress. She's really not, man. And look, maybe... Look, maybe she goes to acting school because I, because I look, I remember, like I remember, uh, you know, my 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 nigga C Tate. So I remember the first thing I saw him in was uh, she's the man. I remember going, God, this guy sucks. And then you know he's getting, uh, being like haywire and the Jump Street movies and and um, uh, the side effects with with him and uh, um, I'm blanking who else is in that movie, but. Chain Team's actually done some really good stuff. Uh, not that Gambit movie, but he's done some, <laughs> but 
he's done some, he's done some, he's done some really good stuff. Uh, so I'm like, okay, man. So if this is not a death sentence for her career, but as far as her first kind of big, like, okay, this is my chance to shine. Uh, yeah, not not a great start. So hopefully, hopefully the next role's better. But I, something I didn't even think about until just now. So she's playing very much the the house, like kind of like the surrogate mom of where she's living. She's got a brother, and then her dad is, you know, kind of almost sitcom little dad. Like, I don't know where my tie is. Oh, and she's like, oh. <laughs> she's like, oh, it's here. And it's like, you know, but she walks in on her brother, and I forgot to even whisper to you because I was so confused. She walks in on her brother, and her brother's like naked, and she's like, all right, gotta get ready. And she's kind of like, huh, like, oh, you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you can't just walk in. On your brother, like, damn near his dick out. And he's going, oh, like, so you. I'm like, all right, are we not going to address that? He, no? All right, cool. And the movie just pushes forward. So they work at a, uh, like, a, like, like an auto... Like a like an auto plant, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, uh, uh, essentially. Yeah, yeah uh, Mexla uh, from, <laughs> from, from the makers of Tesla, Mexla. You know, it, and that's where they first uh, they they first encountered the uh, the new Terminator or, or uh, uh, El Terminado, <laughs> as it were. And he's played by Gabriel Reyes, and I just actually showed OJ. Uh, a clip of Gabriel Reyes from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because he played Ghost Rider on there. So, here's the thing. Uh, I showed you the first time they introduced him, and I, I... So, I remember the first time I watched that scene, I went, I was so just happy I had an actual coherent, not derp Ghost Rider. I was like, oh, this is, this is amazing. Uh, you point out the eyebrow thing, which I had never really thought about. I went, yeah, that is a little odd. I'll, I'll, I'll get into that. Yeah. But, but Gabriel Reyes, though... Um, uh, he plays a great, um, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on the, I'm blanking on the Marvel character's name. Oh, I should be ashamed of myself. Uh, uh I think it's, I, I think it's Gabriel Reyes, who's the second Ghost Rider, I want to say. Or, uh, Robbie Reyes, I think it is. That sounds right. That it, I don't know. Yeah, I believe it's Robbie Reyes. Anyways, but, uh, you, you get to see him, um, he's basically trying to take care of his little brother, who, uh, who's like, uh, who's, uh, like handy, who's like handy capable. And you see him just, uh, like, taking care of him, being, like, a caregiver for him. And you get to see him really act in those scenes. You're like, okay, dude, this guy's got something. They gave him nothing in this movie. And it really bummed me out. Because he is just a less fun Robert Patrick uh, T-1000. And, you know, I I made the joke to you during the movie. I'm like, dude, they just call him the whatever-nator because whatever they needed him to do. Like, there's a point where he's able to basically create a duplicate of himself where, you know, you've got the the, uh, him in his, you know, human body. And you've got, like... The, the black part of him, which I guess is like the exoskeleton. They, yeah, they don't got, ever... Yeah. He's like a T-800 and T-1000 combined. He's got the T-800, like, very similar endoskeleton. Yeah. And then he's got the liquid metal version of the, the T-1000S's outer. And it's... I mean, interesting in theory, but my god, the CG on that thing was fucking terrible. This this movie had a $185 million budget, and it does not look like they... Like well, 150 million was pr- obviously done for Sarah Connor's de aging. Dude, I mean, me do. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, man. Like, well, Linda Hamilton is looking a little. Old. 
I, a little old in the tooth, but a little bit. But, but it looks uh, good though. But, but I mean, like what, what they did with the de aging was fucking fantastic. But yeah, man, I maybe a hundred million that was for Cameron's divorces. Maybe I, like <laughs> I do like I do. Okay, so I think we talked about this on my show, and I want to bring it up here. Yeah. One of the things I always held against Terminator Two mm-hmm. um, is you don't see the T one thousands vision ever. Yeah. Um, so only, it's like one of the very few things I've nitpicked about T two. Okay. Other than that, I think it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, in this, you get to see both the what is it Rev nine and yeah. then of course Mackenzie Davis, who plays uh, who plays Grace. Which dude? Why didn't they just make her Terminator? Yeah, like it was just a really weird. So she plays like a they they go back to the salvation well uh well, and she plays like a she plays a soldier who's uh, injured in combat. And, and I will say, dude, if they ever do, uh, there they do show like a little bit, maybe five minutes of the quote war unquote the new version. Uh, and if they ever do a Gears of War movie. Tim Miller should direct it because that one little bit I went oh this is a Gears of War movie like right you, you know what I mean like yep. when like like I remember watching when, when I was watching District Nine and thinking wow this looks like Halo the weapons all that and you find out it was supposed to initially be a Halo movie you're yep. like oh it makes a lot of sense okay um, she should be in the Gears of War game she uh, or movie she uh, she does the action stuff really well mm-hmm. but she gets injured on the field and they go like oh we got we got to save her we got to save her and you. Just, it kind of fades to black, so they put they infuse her with Terminator parts, but they say that she has a power source, which is a little odd because they never mentioned anything being wrong with her heart or anything. So I'm like, kind of like. So I think the logic for me is on this one is yeah. that um, her uh, metabolism runs at such a high rate, yeah, which they address early on, yeah. That, um, I mean, for, to power, how do I put this? For the metabolism to run, the, the, it's got to have, like, an extra kick to it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I imagine a power source makes sense. Yeah. And, and and if there is something I will give them the credit for, the fact that they don't just have her as this unstoppable machine that she has to kind of go in spurts with it, kind of like a meter you fill up. I Mm -hmm. went, you know what? That's actually decently clever. I'll give you... I'll give you credit on that. It's just weird the way they use it because it's used like once, maybe twice, and then the rest of the time she's just like god mode basically. So it's kind of like, all right, you kind of addressed it, but only kind of, sort of, you know. So you know, fine, whatever. I like Mackenzie Davis in this though. She is a bright spot for me. She, I think, will be the next Gina Carano, and what I mean by that is like I think she'll be a, and I think Gina Carano, uh, she's gonna be in Mandalorian. I should just watch this uh, feature with her. Um, by the way, all you MMA people, you want to talk about, oh, I love Ronda Rousey. Gina Carano was there first. Just throw that out there. Anyways, but I think Mackenzie Davis will be very similar to Gina Carano in that sense of she'll be doing a lot of like action movie sort of uh, sort of things. And I think she has room to grow as an actual actress, if that makes sense. Not yeah. just a, like an action actress. She, she showed me a little bit of stuff here because there's a point where... Her and Sarah Connor, now, this is a huge gripe for me. They just have them fighting for the sake of fighting. Yep. Like, like there's really no conflict. They're both trying to protect Danny. So the fact that they're so at odds with each other, it really doesn't logically line up. So, I mean, the only logic that I kind of see with it is that I think each one of them thinks the other is a liability. 
Um, Sarah obviously thinks that uh, Grace is a liability due to uh, the tech that's involved. She doesn't trust that kind of technology. I mean, yeah. it's obvious because of you know the T eight hundred killing John. Yeah, and everything like that. Which I got to point out real quick. The T-800 they show Kill John is another Arnold one who's wearing a t-shirt and the same goddamn sunglasses from T-2, and the de-aging on Arnold does not look that good. And honestly, the, the Terminator should have had a neon sign. Like, like, like the fact that Sarah was, and, and I think that, and that's where, for me, this movie really does irritate me from jump, is because the fact of the matter is... Uh, Sarah just went through all this stuff, and the thing that makes her so fact effective is that she's always ready. She's always aware of her surroundings. So the fact that she would just be so like she looks up and sees him walking up to John. So the fact you don't see her immediately like charge at him, she freezes essentially and allows John to get shot not once but twice. And I go Stunned disbelief based on how T two goes. Yeah, I just I mean uh, that's possible. I mean it. I don't know. I, I think it makes her look weak, to be honest. And I and, and that was actually a real big issue I had. Like, even if they had her get... If they, they had John get shot once, and you see her charge from out of frame, and then turn me like, like the, the 800, like, rolls her, and then gets the second shot in, the kill shot, and then walks off, I'd go, okay, at least she tried to do something. But the fact that he got shot twice before she ran over, I went, okay, guys, like, that's really... I'm like, uh, I'm not giving you that one. So that, but that's just me. Um, for this movie too, Grace, you get a decent fight scene between her and the uh, the the the, the what, Rev Nine. Nine. Yep. The Rev Nine at that. He auto, doesn't deserve to be called the Terminator. That that's completely fair. You get a great fight scene between them at the at the uh, at the auto plant, and then after that, basically, it's a big giant chase movie and. I will say Tim Miller, man. You know he did the first. Uh, he did the first Deadpool. I I, I don't want to say I don't want to say that he's just he's a one trick pony or a one hit wonder because I don't think that's fair because there are parts that I thought were directed well, but that last thirty minutes, man, it felt like it felt like the movie's almost on Turtle World because it was just shooting randomly. You know what I mean? Like this, it's so dark and not focused. I went. Okay, dude, if you're directing everything, dude, you, come on now. You gotta be better than this. Uh, I would like to see him direct something that he writes himself next. That's fair. Um, before I cast judgment on him on this one. Just because... There's... Okay, so... Think about the kind of pressure he had in back-to-back films. Yeah. So, Deadpool is such a niche film... For those, like the original. Yeah. Because you got to be a fan of Deadpool to know what the fuck is even going yep. on. And you got to kind of like almost have a guide at first for Deadpool before you can get to Deadpool 2. Yep. Um, just based on how that character is. And he does a great job in capturing it in Deadpool 1. Um, so, But there's tremendous pressure there to live up to the fans' expectations. Um, this is the same exact fucking thing. But I'll tell you right now, I, I've had a week to think about this, man. This reeks of hands from the studio. Yes, it does. Um, it feels like, I'm going to say this, man, because I've been thinking about it. The whole Arnold thing mm-hmm. feels like the studio said, he has to be in here. Yeah, no, I can see that. So, I want to talk about the, if I may... I want to talk about the Arnold arc real quick. Yeah, let's talk about it. (laughs) 
So, the T-800 that kills John Connor in the beginning of the movie is the same Terminator that we get when we see old-ass Arnold with a white beard in the movie. Same exact one. So, with that, he goes on this diatribe when they catch up to him. So, basically, he's the one who's been sending Sarah Connor all these fucking uh, coordinates where these Terminators are supposed to show up, and she goes and kills them all, one by one. Which, uh, yeah, uh, like, I just, oh, God, that was just, like, how goddamn convenient is that? It's because, very convenient. Because, so, the argument is in this, is that this T-800 that killed John Connor completed its mission without, like, so it's very much like uh, the Star Trek Next Generation episode, I Borg. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the lone Borg is pulled from the collective and kind of starts getting its own identity a little bit. A little bit before it ends up getting reconnected. If memory serves, that's how it goes. It's been a long-ass time. I, I apologize if I butchered I, I, I watched that a couple years ago. No, you're right. Okay. So, um, it's kind of similar to that in the sense where this T-800, who completes the mission that Skynet put out there, like, job done. Mission accomplished. Oh, I'm going to learn what it is to be human. I'm going to go ahead and, like, develop feelings because it, I'm sorry, he doesn't say it. But he does it out of fucking guilt. Yeah. And I'm sorry. There's like even a machine that develops self-consciousness. You can argue like it won't that it won't learn affection. You can argue yeah. that it won't learn affection. Like the, there's a lot of people who say like the danger with AI is, you know, self-realization, uh, which is what the whole argument about Skynet was about in the in the plot originally. Yep. Self-aware defended itself. That's just self-preservation. Yeah. Being aware of oneself. Um, that doesn't necessarily incite feelings or anything like that. Just logic dictates as an instinct is to survive. Yeah. When you become self-aware like that. Um, not develop emotions. Yeah. Which this T-800 does by having a son... Having a wife. Having a wife. Who looks like that nanny, by the way. Yes, she does. I'm just... You would have been really funny. Oh, my God. Oh, God. This would have been funny. So, you cast that lady as the wife. Oh. You get Arnold's... You, no, 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 no. Not the nanny. You cast the same lady as the wife, right? Okay, okay. You hire Arnold's son that he has. Oh, the kid. Oh, that would have been amazing. Oh, I would have laughed my ass off. Uh, laughed my ass off. Dude, his, his son is big as hell, man. Oh, dude. Like, I saw those Instagram pictures of you doing the, the, yeah. the, 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 the Arnold poses. I was like, holy shit. I was like, hey, props, man. I mean... Yeah. Clearly got some of your dad's genes, you know? I mean, clearly, yeah. yeah. Your mom, you know, your... he could be... I mean, okay, so I'll say this. Did you ever see the Terminator 2 uh, little thing, tribute that he did? Yes. Damn convincing looking. Yes, it was. You say you don't want a sequel. I, I, I don't. I would not be opposed to a remake of the original. Okay. If his bastard son is cast yeah. <laughs> as the Terminator. <coughs> and the reason I say that is that that Terminator speaks very little. Yeah, true. It's T2 where the machine is well more laid out. Yeah. Um, you could cast him in that. You could cut some young actress to be the right Sarah Connor. Yeah. And then the right um, action dude to be the new, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, oh my God, what is that character's name? Kyle Reese. There yeah. we go. Um, 
Yeah, and just remake that, man. Make it a horror movie that way and fucking run with it. Think how badass, like, if they took a little bit of liberty with the T-800, how badass they can make that look with current CG. I mean, you're not wrong. Here's the thing that frustrates me about this is that... You know, I, I just watched Batman 89 recently. Uh, I, I need to buy a 4K. A very underappreciated comic book movie now, might I add. Um, not better than Master of Phantasm. But anyway, but so, but you remember that scene where Joker's showing the big giant parade, you know? That's what they pretty much did for James Cameron. Like, James Cameron's back as producer. Woo! He's going to save everything. And dude, for all the shit he talked about Wonder Woman and all that, dude... This is something you created. This is something you helmed. Where the fuck would you care, dude? Sorry. Where, like, it just felt like one of your marriages. You're kind of like, oh, whatever. It'll solve itself, right? No, you need to fucking you, solve it. You need to fucking try, motherfucker. And so all that shit about, like, oh, we're, we learned our own. You don't remind me of. It remind me of that third Transformers with Michael Bay got raked over the coals for Revenge of the Fallen because, you know, racism, and he was like, oh, I learned my lesson, don't worry. The third one, no racism at all. And I'm like, motherfucking goddamn liar. But wait, at, where in three? Um, in three, when he had the, because uh, the, the third, wait, maybe it was the fourth one. I can't. They, the, after the second one, they all kind of blend together, but he had those, like, robots that are, like, slapping hands. You, you, you that's all in the second one. Is that, is that the second one? Yeah. Okay. That's there, all in the second one. Because uh, that's the same one where you see Devastator's balls. Okay. Oh, that's right. That was on the pyramid. Yeah. There, there's something in the third one. I, I'm blanking on it. Because there, there is still... Like, it's not as bad in the second one, but there's still that shit in the third one. Damn sure in the fourth one. Because they have the... Uh, the, the, the Mexican chick that they're working with. Maybe that's the fifth one. Fuck it, never mind. I'm getting to going down a rabbit hole. Anyways, but but it's like when these producers or these directors go, oh yeah, we learned our lesson. And then it's the same shit. You go, why? At some point, we have to blame ourselves. Because, <laughs> because but you, you know what I mean? Because it's like, so to blame like it's like, it's like that person you're dating who's cheated on you three times. And they're like, come on, maybe I'll learn. And then like they shoot on you fifth time. Like, <laughs> it's like, well, you keep letting me get away with it. Why would I try now? Like, at some point, we have to give ourselves, like, give ourselves part of the blame. And Terminator is one of those franchises. I remember I saw Rise of Machines in theaters. I think I was, would've, that put, would have put me at like thirteen, maybe. And I remember watching theaters and going, like, man, I didn't, I didn't love that. Uh, Christina, uh, Christina Loken, Chris, yeah, something like that. Yeah, the, the girl who plays Blood Rain. Uh, nah. Now, not bad to look at, but not great in that one. Not great in Blood Rain either, but she did. Not. But then again, Blood Rain's a terrible fucking movie. Uh, I think I'd probably rather watch this in Blood Rain or Blood Rain than this, to be completely honest. Unless I get to look at Christina Logan if I'm being at my most like. Dude, I'd you, rather watch Aquaman than this. I would too. Yeah, I fucking hate Aquaman. I, I fucking hate Aquaman. Yeah, you do. You hate it more than I do. Like, Ugh. I'd rather watch the. Spirit than watch this. Yeah, me too. I'd rather watch Jonah Hex and watch this because Jonah Hex is like eighty minutes. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like see, exactly. Oh god, you know me so <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It's barely enough to qualify for a motion picture. But uh, the last, part- I, I don't know if I. So my big thing is I don't know which one I'd rather watch, this or Hellboy. I'll be honest with you, I can't answer that. I can't either. They're it, both, like, on equal footing. Because I remember, I remember Hellboy, like, you didn't see that with me. Um, I was really happy. There were only, like, two other people in the theater when I saw Hellboy. And I remember just, like, there was a point where I just yelled, like, Dennis into the pillow during that day. I was like, ah! I 
why is this so bad? And there are multiple points sitting there watching this. I went, how is this so fucking bad? And they're both based. They're both based on things that I enjoy. I, I mean, I'll say I love Terminator more like Hellboy, but I've read actually like a, a decent amount of Hellboy um, through Dark Horse and all that, and I actually like Hellboy quite a bit. And those first two Hellboy films, I really enjoy. I actually do, do need to own. Why don't I own those? I should own those. But uh, it, for as much shit as James Cameron's been talking about, how like uh, and Alita being so fresh in my mind, so that was earlier this year. Yeah, I'm like, how did like the fact that he was a producer on these two? It's insane to me that you have something that's so far in like the good to great section, and then it was almost like he went, oh, I have to balance the scales. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I like, do. Like, and, and, the, and the shit part is, he has a story credit in this. Yeah. And he has story credit and screenplay credit. For Alita. For Alita. Like, so it's, clearly he's good when he gives a shit. Like, it's confusing to me. Like, like, so I'm saying right now, he might be the Randy Orton of filmmaking. And, <laughs> and for those of you who don't know wrestling, Randy Orton is this wrestler who some people think he's just the greatest ever. He's not even close, by the way. But but when Randy Orton cares, he can put on an absolutely classic, uh, great to classic match. Uh, James Cameron at points, man, when he gives a shit, I go, damn. When Cameron hits, he hits. But when he misses, he, he misses. And this is just... This is a, like a swing to hit a home run and you hit yourself in the back of the head with that sort of miss. And the last 30 minutes of this movie, and I remember we never reviewed Venom together. I wish we would have. But the last like 20 minutes or so, the last big action fight is very dark. It's hard to tell what's happening. It's like, okay, if you think that's hard to tell what's happening, oh my god. The last fight scene in this movie, yeah. we're fighting in that Jeep. Oh my god. Like... I, Dude, OJ and I, we were like, what, five rows back, six rows back? We were pretty close to the screen, and oh my god, we needed binoculars. Like, we were out of fucking, like, we were out of fucking play. <laughs> like, like, it's insane how dark it, how dark lit everything is, and it, 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 to a point where you are kind of squinting at points as you see what's happening. Uh, by the way, bullets don't shoot underwater the way it kills in the movie. Oh like, my god, do they ever not? <laughs> like, like, that was something I was like, alright, physics, like, I know I have to let physics go at points, but I was like, oh, you can't shoot a gun underwater like that and have it, uh, alright, fine. Uh, I'll say too, man, and I don't look for this, uh, you know, if something is offensive to black people, I'm, I'm obviously the first one to point it out, which is why Tyler Perry is, well, I'm sure he's such a big fan of this podcast, but the way they portray Mexicans in this and illegal immigrants, dude, oh, man, you want to talk about offensive? Like, if if someone from the Latino, Latino Mexican community came up to me and was like, oh, yeah, I fucking hate this movie because how we're portrayed, I'd go, yep, don't blame me at all because they have... Mexicans in cages. Uh, they have them legit trying, like, cr- trying to cross the border illegally. I went, man, you want to just have them showing up at a birthday party and there's like a burrow and a pinata too? Like, you want to just lean full deal with this shit? Like, uh, like, there's Corona that everyone's drinking. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it's insane the stereotypes they have in this. And the big one of the big action scenes they have is they have the the T one hundred or T one thousand. Pardon me. <laughs> 
go ahead and he's even wearing like a border patrol uniform on my like, guys okay i get it like there was a point where i'm like you know there's a thing called subtlety and you're not utilizing it at all oh, right dude now. when they had when they had them crawl through the uh thing to get across the border oh i fucking forgot about that yeah and all of a sudden there's a bunch of white guys in cowboy hats like drop it <laughs> click click yeah like, hands in the sky yeah, dude, they should, they should have been a Disney crossover. It's just a bunch like a bunch of Woody dolls reefer in the sky. <laughs> like, well, I think I think they'd have to be. I think Warner Brothers would have to get in on that one because I think Yosemite Sam would have to be their leader. <laughs> that, that that's fair. You, you know, actually, fuck it. Let's do a Coco crossover. <laughs> there, there you go. There there's it your, is. There's your You're cross- welcome. <laughs> but it really is insane, though, how that's portrayed and. I'm sitting there watching it. Okay, like, uh, you know, it's like when your friend is telling a joke and you know it's about to fit everyone in the room. And you're kind of like, 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 take the offer, dude. Take the offer. It's like, oh no, no, I got the punch on it. <laughs> like, it's very similar to that, and it's it's frustrating just from a sensitivity perspective because obviously, you know, and we're we're at a spot right now, admittedly, where things are probably people are more sensitive to uh, jokes and just honestly probably free speech more so than ever if we're being completely honest but there are points where it's warranted and this is one of those times i went yeah okay movie like you need to uh, let's 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 cut it out and the, the movie's like oh you want more of this right it's like no like it's <laughs> like stop stop right now and it just it won't stop and where this movie ends up the the actual ending of it OJ will tell you, I was laughing out loud. I'm like, this is goddamn ridiculous. So the movie ends with, the, the movie for the whole part is trying to play Danny up as, you know, as John Connor. And John Connor, you feel, you see him gradually become kind of more of a badass, get more resourceful. Danny doesn't get moments like that. And so they have the Sarah Connor obligatory scene where she gets the shotgun. She starts shooting the, the new Terminator. And I went, this ring's... Uh, this should be a man because it rings super hollow. Right, right. Now. you know what I mean. Like the, the the scene didn't feel earned at all, and I was never convinced that she's the next John Connor because that's a big twist. Is like, you know, you're not like you're not leading the resistance. Like you are the resistance. And OJ and I, <laughs> when they dropped that, OJ and I looked at each other. We were like, oh god, really? Yeah. And the movie treats it like this big giant twist. You know, M. Night somewhere like woke up in a cold sweat. He's like, who did a bad twist? <laughs> who remade the village? But, like, but who remade the village? But, but dude, it's such a poorly done, such a poorly done uh, scene. And I'm gonna say something right now too, because uh, I remember one of the, the complaints uh, a couple of my friends had about the uh, the 09 Trek reboot. I won't say it was 09 or 08, maybe uh, Trek reboot was. Oh man, it did so many callbacks. And I felt like they weren't like they weren't uh, natural. If you think that about this movie, oh my god, you should see the callbacks in this because they had so, yeah. So when they had the T800 Carl uh, Schwarzenegger. When he goes to join them to take down, you know, the the, the Mexiborg, uh, they, they, he, they, uh, uh, Sarah Connor asks him, you know, like, how did you, how are you able to convince your family to leave? And he goes, I told him I had, a, I told him I had a mission, and I told him I wouldn't be back. And I'm like, fucking it. <laughs> and Ojo told you I went, oh, <laughs> out loud when he said it. And, he's, and 
Dude, I, there's I, a there's a spot where they reference the whole like there's no fate but what we make for ourselves, which I was just like, oh god damn it, because that's y- y- what yeah. the big thing in Terminator Two was like yeah. when Sarah had her fucking nightmare. Yeah, I'm just like, god damn it, guys, like don't suck T2's dick that much. Yeah, it, it it's really frustrating, and I'm sitting here watching it, going like, come on, movie, like don't, like don't, 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 don't upset me. And we kept like. It, you know what this movie is for me? It's the it's the encompassing of that Family Guy quote where he goes like, "Mom, mommy, mommy, mommy," and I'm like, "Stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> like stop being this bad." And the movie thinks it's way more clever than it is, and that is something that just drives me nuts in general about films. It's like, "Oh, we're doing so good, right?" And I'm sitting there going, "No, you're doing horrible. Stop this right now." Um, getting the final thoughts, dude, because I just. Seriously, if if the parts in this movie weren't didn't have the potential they did, I wouldn't be this upset. But you bring back Will Hampton, James Cameron gets you know his red carpet return treatment. You get Mackenzie Davis, who I really do think could be something down the road. Um, you get Schwarzenegger back. Why have all this shit that could go so well? You get Tim Miller. Why have all these great pieces if you're not going to use them effectively? What's the fucking point? You know, and and that in itself makes me hate this the most out of all the sequels they've done since T2. It is maddening how bad this is at points. And, you know, while there's still, you know, like a little less than two months left in the year as far as what's going to end up on my worst stuff, this was really something I went, yeah, you're probably going to be on the list just out of principle because of how... Uh, I use a pass on this too, and I went, "Oh man, if I'd paid for this, I would have been like, grand I'm paying, for, you know, using the uh, the uh, whatever Cinemark calls the the movie club or whatever." But you know what? I, I felt slightly better spending potential like the eight month or eight nine nine a month fee versus the thirteen ninety nine or whatever I would have spent. Um, I really hate this man. Like the more I, like, even after a week thinking about it, I was like, you know, I really don't like this. And the more I just kind of started poking holes and things, I went, oh man, there's a lot wrong with this. Uh, they, the last big, one of the last big fight scenes they have that leads to the whole jeep thing and uh, all that. Uh, they're, they're, they have a giant fight on this airplane, and oh my god, it is just like. Painful to watch, man. They might have shown like a physics book, like a law physics book, and just had Arnold just shoot to it. <laughs> because, you know, I at least would have given the movie a D if they did that. Because <laughs> at least then I would have known, like, all right, I know what I'm getting into. But this movie just, <laughs> but uh, but the uh, but the other, the new Terminator two, he moves so quick for being made of metal. It really doesn't make sense. I'm like, I understand this is just like not physics world apparently. <laughs> But I'm like, God damn, though, like, you know, even the magic school bus with these fans with a giant, but you know what I mean? The, I bus, the bus was magic, the bus would just teleport, it's like, it had to fly and move, but, yeah, man, like, the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of, like, feeling my hand kind of shake because I'm talking about this movie, uh, yeah, this is a go fuck yourself, man, I, I, I really hate this, and when I think about how much I really did, again, not as much as you, but how much I enjoyed Alita, and that's something I'm not familiar with, and the fact this is the, oh god, uh, what, uh, the, the fourth Terminator, the fifth Terminator sequel, because what, yeah, T2, uh, Rise Three. of the Machines, uh, Salvation, Genesis, Genesis, and then this one, yeah, 
God damn, there's six of these movies. There, uh, uh, seven. Seven, technically. Because, yeah, because we, uh, T3, uh, Salvation, uh, Genesis, this one, and then Terminator 1, T2. Okay, yeah, so six. Six of these movies. Yeah, only and, two were good. Yeah, and 33% <laughs> are good. Like, that's great for playing in MLB. That's just beyond your hitting percentage. But, dude, just... Honestly, and this needs to be said, some things do not need to be franchises. It is just that simple. And this is something I just... Uh, if you want more Terminator outside of T1, T2, watch Sarah Connor Chronicles. Uh, if you can find that old Genesis game, the, the arcade game, I love that arcade game. They actually have that at the uh, the one spot. Uh, oh, do they? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, in the mall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where I'm, I'm going to play that. I'm going to play the shit out <laughs> when we go. But... Dude, it, it's it's frustrating. How like, don't make any more. <laughs> just leave it alone. Can I just can can, can I heal? Can I just not <laughs> can I heal? <laughs> you know, and and I'm sure. And I'll tell you right now, they could have taken some of this 185 million dollars and given it to Schwarzenegger to just voice. The T-800 in fucking Mortal Kombat. Oh my god, dude. And, that, and, and I was sitting there just thinking about it. So, yeah, I, I actually hate this more. <laughs> Think about that fact. I but, do love the idea of having the Terminator in a Mortal Kombat. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, I heard it sounds nothing like Arnold. It, it doesn't at all. So, Which is a bummer. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Hate this movie. Uh, yeah, go ahead, man. Alright, so... Um, like I said, I really like the one scene where uh, Sarah Connor mentions how she's forgetting her son's face because she never took pictures of him to protect him, right? Yeah. Um, and I was like, why can this one spot shine so bright? Yeah. Because, like, there's some legit emotion coming out, like, of Linda Hamilton with this. Like, I, I fucking was like, oh, my God, like... I feel like I'm looking at, like, the young Sarah Connor coming yeah. out as to, like, from Terminator 1. Gotcha. In this older form. Like, just because of, like, it's a core thing, like, to be a parent and everything like that. And, like, while you have this, like, not higher sense of self, but I guess maybe greater sense of purpose in to what she's doing with this whole fighting Terminators and doing all that shit. Um... With all of that, in the end, she's still a mother, and she still saw her son get shot in the chest twice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I could only imagine, because, I mean, she alludes to it, and not what I thought was the best line delivery where she says, you know, like, she hunts Terminators and drinks herself to sleep. Um, I did like the, I, I did, that. That actually gave me chills. I'm like, damn. I'm like, that's The delivery of the line I wasn't fond of, but I liked the line in general. Agreed. Um... I really like the fact that Sarah Connor is on the most wanted list and had her own uh, FBI most wanted special or something like that. Uh, yeah. I was, like, I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. There's about five minutes. Uh, eh, I think about, I'll say eight minutes of this movie I enjoyed. I, yeah. think, I think that's about where I'm at. Yeah, um, I really do like the opening scene, the very opening scene, where the Terminators are coming out of the water. Yeah. Um, that was well done. Yeah, I, I I do like all of that. So, yeah. that being said, it's not enough. It's just not even enough to give it anything but a go fuck yourself. Yeah, man. I 
I get it, man. Cause like I said, that that first auto, uh, that first uh, uh, auto plant fight scene, I went, oh, okay. And there's nothing that even comes close to that. I'm just gonna go, all right, you. I will say though, I do want to give the movie credit on one thing, man. I think it was ballsy to kill John Connor. I agree. And I don't knock it for that. Okay. I think that's actually the smart move since you argue that Judgment Day has been prevented. Yeah. Like. Still dies, and I don't even I don't even care that. So how do I put this, man? I thought it was the the most the easiest out you could take was to say, oh well, Skynet sent multiple Terminators back. It was like, well, motherfucker, like, come on now, how many were actually sent back? Yeah. But um, I don't I don't not like the decision to kill John Connor as a kid. Okay. For what that serves as a purpose in terms of. Like, Sarah did all of this for nothing. Like, her son's still dead. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, but, you know, three billion lives for the sake of her son. Because, I like, that's the sacrifice, right? No, yeah, exactly. My complaint with Jean being killed is, like, the way... Like, if Danny had been a dynamic character, I would be like, okay, this softens the blow a lot. But since she's not, I, I, I do hate the death because it didn't lead to something good. Oh, no, no, I, I I get that. I do I do get that. I'm just saying I don't hate it because I think for what it means, yeah. it doesn't necessarily, it, it doesn't bother me for that. Okay. Like, yeah, I don't know. I It, it just, it just doesn't, I, I don't know, I'm not wording it right, but it doesn't, it doesn't uncheck a box for me. I was like, that's fair. That's ballsy. That's ballsy movie. Kudos. But, uh, yeah, James Cameron, dude. These give a shit next time, dude. These 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 Avatar movies better be good because <laughs> if they're if this is a a precursor, man. Um, and the big thing I really hate this movie for this might have killed that Alita sequel, man. Because this is apparently is going to lose upwards of a hundred million dollars, which which honestly deserves to, by the way. But now, if I'm a studio, I'm like, oh, why would I give you? And Robert Rodriguez' money to go ahead and make an Aaliyah sequel. I think you, that's going to hinge on fucking Avatar and all honesty. It could. It it honestly could. But I hate now that this this did him no favors in that department. Like so, Avatars two and three are dropping are dropping uh, a year apart. Correct. Yeah. Um. Twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three, I believe. I think that's that sounds right. Um. Oh, 2021, 2023, according oh. to the IMDb. So, hmm. yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, all right. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> we'll see. I will say we'll see because, dude, I like, he's been talking about these fucking things. Like, like it's like the great pumpkin of movies. I'm like, dude, he's been talking about these for a while. So I I will believe it when I see it. I think we'll get the, the Avatar 2. I think we'll get that in 2022. I think it's going to get pushed back a year, personally, but... Sorry, go ahead. No, I think you're right, man. Um, I think it will as well. Um, if he's filming now, man, with... How do I put this? I, I don't feel like it's going to be streamlined. The, the post-production can be streamlined enough. Yeah. Um, I really don't. That's right. I think this is easy at 2022, sort of. Yeah, I mean, maybe like Christmas 2021... Maybe yeah, I can see that. Cause didn't the fir- yeah first one came out around Christmas, Christmas time yeah. yeah so um, I can see that I can see maybe late twenty twenty one, but it's uh yeah December eighteenth twenty nineteen two thousand two thousand nine yeah so. so yeah I mean that could work for them in the end 
Yeah, but, but it's mm. hopefully it's better than this, man. Because I this just this, this bummed me out. I'm gonna be completely honest. I, oh, same. Because I went in going like the trailers, you know, as you say, weren't weren't, weren't to lifting your kilt or lifting my kilt, and so I kind of went in going, uh, all right. But this is like a last I checked, it was a seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Which how the fuck is that seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes? Like, I think a lot of people hated uh, the previous sequel so much that they're like, oh, this isn't as bad as that. Well, that's where I disagree with you. It's fucking worse than that. Oh, God, it's a 72%. How it is that? Audience scores at 84? Yeah, this is... Yeah, that's wrong. That makes no fucking sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Aud- audience and tomato meter, you're both wrong. <laughs> because... Damn. The, oh, God, I just got really sad. I guarantee you I'll probably like Midway more than this. Midway's at a 36%. I, oh, God, I'm just real. So I'll say right now, while I am not in love with the movie, the fact that Terminator ha- uh, has a higher tomato meter than the Joker is re- goddamn ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that, I will say that's funnier than anything in either movie. <laughs> that, that, that Terminator 72%. Just, oh, God. Zombieland. I like Zombieland Double Tap way more. I like, oh, God. Yep. The, the world's broken. I don't know what's happening anymore. Mm-hmm. But whatever. All right. So I'm done talking about this movie. Uh, OJ, you've got a lot of stuff to talk about that you do. So talk to the people. Where can we find you? Oh, you can find me on SoundCloud. Uh, you can find uh, KJ and myself there. We have a show called On the Fly. Do check us out there. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, at KJ and OJ spelled out. That is at KJ and OJ. Uh, you can find me at the O to the J, and that's number two in there. And uh, you Twitch, Twitch. Oh right, right. I'm so sorry. I haven't been on lately. Uh, I've been working on uh, getting some new stuff set up to uh, have a way more diverse uh, streaming selection. But uh, my uh, Twitch handle is at uh, O to the J. There you go. There yeah. you go. Sorry. No, no. You're good. You're good, man. But uh, so. Quick, last quick question. I'm going to just ask you a gaming question. I was coming out here soon. What's on your radar? So, so Death Stranding came out today. It did. Yes. Mixed reviews. Mixed reviews, but the thing is, is like the people who love it, love it, and people who don't, really don't. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Uh, Black Friday, maybe get it. Or? Well, I'm gonna wait for KJ to play it honestly, because she, I mean, she loves Hideo Kojima and he makes some great stuff. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, I'm curious to hear what she thinks on it. Like, there's some people that say it deserve it needs a sequel. There's some that says the last thing it needs is a sequel, and that's not because of like lack of quality. They're like, it's so good it doesn't need one. Yeah. I'm curious if that's the case because this is Hideo Kojima's first real, like, triple-A title since his uh, split with Konami. Yep. And um, so that's that's the thing. Uh, Luigi's Mansion just came out, and that's got some really good reviews. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to pick that up at some point. But um, Outer Worlds is pretty badass. I'll be playing some more of that later today. Nice. Um, maybe I'll pop, hop on and do something like that directly through the Xbox if it lets me. Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, that's, that's some stuff, man. I, everything's right. coming is next year, man. Yeah, well, I know you got Doom Eternal. Oh, God, yes. Oh, that was supposed to come out, like, in two weeks. But they I remember, yeah. Months. Yeah, which, to you know ju- what? I'm to ju- June or? March. March? Oh, okay, that's not horrible. Oh, four months, yeah. That's not horrible. 
Yeah, no, it's not portable. I'm totally okay with that. Um, but yeah, uh, new consoles next year, man. Yeah, so I will say I'm gonna I, I'm getting PS5 because new Spider Man will be on there, so I will have a PS5 and. I'm replaying Spider-Man right now on a uh, New Game Plus, and I just, I, I just, I fucking adore that game. But it's a great game. Um, I will pick up Doom Eternal because I'm just, I'm, I'm, am I'm, I'm an old school Doom. Uh, have Doom you fan. played 2016? Doom? I have not played that one Dude, yet. You I can have... get that for dirt cheap on okay. PlayStation I, Network. I, 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 I might get that then before. Uh, I oh, just, you should. It's I, so much fun. I just bought the Evil Within two because my friends were like, "Dude, it's a good game." And I was like, "All right," and uh, so it's kind of like Resident Evil esque, but it was, that was on sale for ten bucks. So I'm like, "Yeah, sure," but That's uh, fair. but uh, I, I went through recently. I've been playing replaying a little Injustice two. And that's been that, that's a great game. I fucking love Injustice two. But uh, uh, yeah, but uh, guys, if you go go ahead and watch OJ on his Twitch, who knows? You might see a hunter on there. You might see my face. Ooh, but. but <laughs> I don't, Damn. I, don't know, I don't know why I did the scary sound, but I, I, I stick with it. But I stick with it. Stand by it. Stand by it. But, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. You can find yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can fi- like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. Thank you. We got a bunch of new uh, bunch of new likes here in the last week, so thanks for that. Uh, you can follow Colin on Twitter at the real O'Neill. That's R E E L O'Neill. You can follow Scott on Twitter that at Nearman the First. Uh, I've got a real busy. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of content coming up next week. So in the next, <clears throat> in the next roughly nine days, we will have a review up for Gemini Man. Uh, I'm reviewing uh, Doctor Sleep tomorrow, or Doctor Strange Sleep, as I call it, with uh, with uh, Chrissy and uh, Allie. You've heard uh, Chrissy on uh, reviews for. Hocus Pocus and uh, the Love Witch. You heard uh, Ali on review uh, reviews like Halloween and Captain Marvel. So they're going to be stopping by, talking Doctor Sleep with me. I'll review up for Last Christmas. I'll review up for the John Cena future Oscar winner playing with fire. <laughs> Which, Damn. Uh, yeah, we'll probably like Razzie winning, but <laughs> but I'll review up for that, and I'll review up as well um, uh, here in the next week for the uh, for the Lighthouse and for Harriet. Um, not the spy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, she's kind of like a spy. I mean, she kind of is. I mean, you know what I mean with what she's doing. She's if, being all sneaky, like trying to rescue some people. If Michelle Trachtenberg has a cameo in that, that would be most brilliant. I'd give oh my god! Because, like, <laughs> you know, some kid heard that they're like Harriet, they're like the spy. It's like no, <laughs> no, the movie by Harriet. <laughs> I, dude, I'm looking for Michelle Trachtenberg Bur- Bur- like Waldo. <laughs> like, where are you at, Michelle? But <laughs> and well, um, and uh, next uh, next Thursday, actually, uh, on the, uh, the that'd be the 14th, I want to say. I'll um, that following weekend or next weekend, I'll have a review up for you, the Twilight Zone Anniversary Spectacular, which I'm going to see. I'm hyped to go see that. Dude, I'm hyped for you because I would love to go to something like that. Like, I'm really, that's, uh, as you guys know, Twilight Zone's one of my favorite shows of all time. I, I love that show. And I'll review up next weekend for Charlie's Angels, which, <laughs> well, hopefully it's better than Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> well, we'll see. But uh, I mean, do you really hope that, <laughs> dude? I, like, like I said, I I enjoy the first one as much of a guilty pleasure as is the the second one is uh, of mixed quality to be sure. Uh, uh, this new one, 
I'm just worried because Elizabeth Banks is the director, and the last thing she yeah. directed was Pitch Perfect three, and I yeah. and I hate Pitch Perfect three with the passion of the Christ. So I just I I just don't want another Pitch Perfect three. I really don't. So I mean, I, I like Naomi Scott. Uh, I, I really like Naomi Scott, and I, and I like Kristen Stewart. So um, and, and uh, Patrick Stewart's in it, and uh, Jimon uh, Montu or. Mustard, whatever. <laughs> Mustard. The, 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 the brother from Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain Marvel, and Blood Diamond. Love him. Oh, uh, that guy. Yeah, 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 he, yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, in yeah. it. So I'm like, okay, there's a couple dudes in here. I, you know, guys uh, I like here. So maybe, but I, I'm, I'm, I will say I am not excited <laughs> from what I've seen. But. Yeah. Uh, the, the the theme song that don't call me call me angel song that's one of the most confusing music videos I've ever seen in a lot. Like it, it's if you have not watched the music video for the Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, Lana Del Rey, why Lana Del Rey is on that song is just very confusing in itself because that's not her music style at all. But whatever. But uh, yeah, I watch that music video if you haven't yet. It's it's very much a cluster, but it's the most entertaining cluster I've seen in a while. But uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews up uh, here uh, soon, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care.